welcome to The Bashful Clan Presents What Are You Eating? This is the show where each week we interview a new guest and ask the tough questions about how food plays a role in their lives. There are games, snacks, and a whole lot of fun. It's a brand new year, and we're so excited to be back to discuss all the things we'll be eating in the year ahead. In this week's episode, we are joined by an incredible chef and my friend Sarah Monson. Sarah runs the kitchen at Manolin by day, but always has her hands in some fun food-related projects like zines, cookbooks, and even movies. She's always a delight to talk to, and we are so happy to have her at our table. Without further ado, thanks for being here, and enjoy the show. Welcome, friends and accomplices, to another episode of The Bashful Clam Presents, What Are You Eating?, um, I am here with my dear friend, Sarah Monson. Sarah, welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Hell yeah, we're so happy to have you here. Um, I was kind of thinking back today about like some of the different places that we worked and I almost, for- I almost forget every time that like we both worked at Staple and Fancy for a, a, like a very short period of time. But yeah, you know, like the Seattle food industry, I think there's a lot of like very small degrees of separation. So, you know. Every, I feel like since then we've all been, we've been kind of in neighboring restaurants or neighboring groups, and um, you know we spent a while working at uh, what used to be Bar Melazine, now uh, Boat Bar, um, and I thought that was kind of a that was a fun spot, you know, where I was kind of learning sea creatures and Renee's whole program, and we were both kind of you know, I think we were both young, eager, and just ready to, you know, to make, 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 make a bunch of fun food. And, you know, it was a fun, op- fun place to be able to explore a little bit of that. And, um, you know, the, since then we've been, have stayed in touch and, you know, I think what's fun now is working at Westward and you now at Manoline is, you know, we're in the like, okay, we'll call each other when our ice machines break down and have to, have to run over with emergency ice. Thank and- you for that, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've been kind of doing a bunch of cool stuff um, since Barmelazine and, um, you know, during the pandemic, you started a really awesome project, which brought, which, you know, I thought was one of the coolest kind of just community building activities because you, you know, started a cookbook that was based around cook's notebooks and they're kind of chicken scratch notes and recipes of how we write stuff down and Mm -hmm. you compile them from a bunch of different chefs around Seattle. Um, How did that whole kind of thing start and where has that kind of led to since? (laughs) Oh man, it's such a cool story. Um, But I don't really know how it all started. I was just sitting on my porch one day and just thinking about how much I missed my friends. <laughs> you know, during the middle of lockdown, middle of pandemic, it had just sort of gotten real that, oh shit, like, what do I do? What do I do now? And yeah. I'm not around my kitchen friends. I wasn't cooking, you know, and I, I assumed that everybody else was probably feeling about as listless as I was at the time, and I was just thinking a lot about restaurants and what we could do to kind of make people feel more together, even though we couldn't be together. Yeah. Um, and it originally started as like a zine. I wanted to do like a zine, like a DIY okay. at home, mm-hmm. print it out of like an inkjet printer, <laughs> staple it together and distribute it kind of thing. Hell yeah. Um, but once I put the call out for uh, recipes on my socials, they just started 
I got more than I expected. I, mean, I was, was going to say, like, it, it blew up. I remember every single chef talking yes. about like, what, what recipe they're going to do. It really, it really popped off. Um, and so from there, I ended up having to find, like, an actual publisher for it um, and get it bound. And I found a local artist to do the cover. So cool. It just kind yeah. of, like, expanded <laughs> into this thing. And then um, over the three volumes I got graphic designers involved and local photographers and all sorts of uh different creatives and and folks in the industry not in the industry it just became like a really awesome almost like an art yeah piece (laughs) more than anything else I got a lot of complaints yeah totally uh got a lot of complaints from people saying like I can't read I can't read I sent in one recipe for the second book but I mean, I think part of my procrastination for the first one was I was very much in my head about my handwriting. I was like, <laughs> nobody can fucking read my handwriting. What am I going to do? And so I spent a good like hour, like very carefully, like make sure this looks somewhat legible. <laughs> yeah, that was a big, um, a big hang up for a lot of people. But I thought that that was like what That's gave it cool so much. One hundred percent. It, ma- it yeah. makes it very unique to each chef and how like their process works. Like I've got a. Uh, one of my sous chefs now, she draws hers in like by layers. Like she 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 draws every layer of her plate cool. out and individually. And like I I don't think that way, but being able to see somebody else put together a dish that way is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. I had one like that that it was like a sandwich, and they they drew out the different layers of a sandwich. Hell I had yeah. different people just actually tear out a piece of their moleskin and send it to me, and it. <laughs> would just say crackers with, like, the grammed out amounts of whatever and no instructions and, like, a completely unusable recipe. Um, but I don't know. At the end of the day, that's not really what it was yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but it was very fun. It was very cool. I got to meet so many people that I never would have connected with on my own. Oh, yeah. Um, so I made a ton of friends through it and connected to the industry in a really unique way way and I that's so cool yeah it was can awesome. you still like is it available I don't still? have any more uh, um, okay, I yeah. am all completely sold out of them unfortunately I did just learn about um, a website I'm going to look into that will essentially like print like per order oh that's cool because okay. uh, pre- they're they're so expensive yeah. <laughs> they're so expensive yeah. to get printed and that's why i always had to do a pre-sale for them totally. because, just to cover the cost of yeah. the printing yeah um before before <laughs> <laughs> um so that would be that's been the, the most prohibitive thing about having them for people who ask is like i'm like I'm, they're sold out and i don't have the money to just go print off another 50 totally. copies if i don't yeah if I don't actually sell them. Um, so I've, I've been hearing some things about different websites that you can pretty much like an a la carte, like people order them, That's they print cool. you off one and yeah. they'll send it to you. They take like a percentage, but uh, that might be an option coming here soon for people who nice. missed out on it the first time. And I've also thought about just um, making the PDF available because I have totally I have all of the files for it you know and you can just scroll through it doesn't have the same like magic of like sure. holding it in your hands but I think I'm ready to relinquish that yeah. <laughs> um, I know that since then too you've done a bunch of like classes at the pantry in Seattle have you ever thought about like maybe doing your own cookbook like of your recipes I think that that's definitely something down the pipeline that sure. I could see myself doing um, doing all of this 
recipe development for the classes at the pantry god dang they're meticulous (laughs) (laughs) they have to be like vetted and like so so correct um which is like not a way that i'm used to writing recipes but we're used to improvising in the kitchen you can't can't quite do that when you're teaching people (laughs) no 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 you cannot and you you know it's it's a whole different type of recipe um recipe development and do you find that that helps you as a chef to be able to kind of see it from that perspective as well totally yeah. it has been a brand new experience um i, I teach for them part time essentially uh at this point i have three classes written for them that are available on like a rotating basis cool That's um cool. wait so how, how does it work you you write a class are you also doing these classes in person to- yes okay. totally so you you um they they put out the block of time they need classes like mm-hmm. they, they do it seasonally okay. um so they're like okay we're, we're booking for our like december to february classes right now what do you got for us and you pitch a class idea and they'll either accept it or say no or say like yes this is cool but maybe we kind of like spin it this way um hmm. uh, so they eventually you get to a pitch that they are happy with they okay it and then you get sent this gigantic daunting empty google doc (laughs) 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 and you have to fill it with class descriptions and like why you're the best person to tell this story and basically like selling it to the public in the words that you would want to use um and write up a menu for it once you have the menu written you submit that again they can ask for more changes at that point or accept it as is um, and then as soon as they accept the menu, you start recipe testing and making sure that all of your wow, that's recipes awesome. that's are... like, extensive. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is a lot of yeah. work. And then, would you, and then you would do that, like, what, weekly? <clears throat> no, no, no. Okay. I only have the three classes, so this is... I'm working on my third one right now, so this is only the okay. third time oh, that I've done okay. it. Um, but I've repeated classes a, a bunch. So okay. once you have the class, like, written and all the recipes done... Like you can plug oh, in, and like as kind of a set curriculum that you can totally, re- and I to. can re recreate it anytime, and <laughs> they can be like, hey, we have an, uh, an opening this month. Do you want to teach this class again? And we we can just pick it up at any time. It the, it's so detailed that even even down to like advanced prep for people that they have doing prep for them, yeah. and how many days ahead you need things and. From your recipe sheet, they make a master order guide that all they need to do is just like auto send it over. Like it's a very, very that's awesome, <laughs> wildly well oiled machine. That's so cool. But it has it has taught me to think about cooking and recipes in a different way. Especially like every single day, I deal with people that already know how to cook. Yeah, <laughs> in, which in, is a plus. <laughs> yes, which is awesome and. Um, when you are teaching a group of 15 total strangers, yeah. um, it's a bit, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've found too that like in, you know, the kind of changing food industry, you sometimes have to learn how to, I, I hate using the word like dumb down, but like kind of very simplify it. It's because there's a lot of green cooks coming into the industry now. And it's like, okay, how do I teach them? you know the intricacies of an aioli you know that's important because that's a base skill that you need in a kitchen you know one of the classes i teach is uh, a french grand aioli okay and watching all these people break their aiolis (laughs) and having to go back and fix them yeah Yeah, i serve it with like a it's 
the class is like a perfect whole roasted chicken okay. grand aioli. Cool. And so I also teach like the breaking down of a chicken. Yeah. That's cool. And it's one of those moments where you kind of have to just like let go and let God, you know, <laughs> it ain't going to look the way that you want it to. And they're holding their knife weird and stuff is happening that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And yeah. at the end they're like, I broke down a chicken. And I'm like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> good, good, good job. <laughs> but it's a, it's a ton of fun and it's a, it's an interesting, like different perspective on, on this whole Thing we do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cook food. <laughs> <laughs> and then can you tell us a little bit about Manoline and kind of what you're doing there? Yeah, I've been the sous chef um, at Manoline for two years now. I was previously over at their sister restaurant, Rupee Bar, for about eight months. Um, but Manoline closed entirely pretty much during uh, the pandemic. Uh, they weren't ever able to find a pivot that quite worked for them. So yeah. they just shuttered it and opened up um, Old Salt Fish and Bagels uh, to to keep the lights on basically sure. okay. um, which ended up being an incredibly successful pivot for them so and that's still working right totally yeah. we share space um, with the fish and bagel spot <laughs> which is <laughs> challenging yeah, it's challenging and it's fun and it's interesting um, there are a lot of things going on under the roof yeah. of that building do you have much crossover in that department or do you kind of just are you sticking with the Manling kitchen um, we all try and help out each other as much as we possibly can. Sure. Um, there's there's somebody in that building from three o'clock in the morning to about eleven o'clock at night. Like well, plus you got Sea Wolf right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. So there's there's a lot going on, and as much as we can, we try and help each other. You know, get stuff done. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. huge operation, um, but it's been really fun and and very interesting working there, uh, heading the kitchen pretty much all the ups and downs and pivots of, of running a restaurant yep. in, in these unprecedented times, as they say. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. It's, it's a wild ride, for sure. It is a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Do you want to tell us what you brought in for your snack of the week? Yeah, I brought a snack of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of snacks. It's, it's a pretty good one. I have brought in um, Bugles best and to stuff them with um a little bit of creme fraiche and some ikura which is salmon roe <laughs> to top it all off it's kind of like thomas keller's like french laundry cornet yep but like if you're like a wine cook <laughs> yeah. a, a wine cook's cornet <laughs> yes this is the wine cook's cornet right here that's what we're gonna call it well this is amazing and i lo- and I, I i truly love that this is this has become a theme that chefs just love caviar so much that this is what we all consider snacks yes <laughs> we're absolutely degenerates but goddamn. oh my god I, I can't wait well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna dig in on one of these absolutely. Uh, i also love um where is it uh Rocket in Belltown mm-hmm. has the bugle caviar combo, and they call them Horns of Plenty. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that. Incredible. Brilliant. <laughs> I think bugles are probably the best kind of uh, vessel. best vessel for this kind of you this kind so? of eating. Like yeah. over like a Pringle or something. Well, you get all the same kind of salty, crunchy things that you get from a Pringle, but I'm gonna have one you know, too. You also, yeah, uh, you also get the little cup, and they're fun to hold. Like, <laughs> it, looks <laughs> so it looks like an ice cream cup. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah it's very very fun. Yep. I thought about um, 
Ruffles. Graham? <laughs> because I couldn't find the fucking bugles in the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> Honestly, they're hard to find. Yeah. One of our first ones, I, I, I brought caviar and was, like, looking for bugles. I couldn't find them. I ended up, like, grabbing, like... Chicharrones, Pringles, Lay, you know, all the, all the rest of the accoutrements. Oh, yum. You want another? Sure. Yeah, you want to wave it? <laughs> I'm not a big caviar person for my goal. That's okay. That's There's okay. so many things that... I do feel like my all of my palate is expanding year after year. Yes. And even, a lot Oh, it's, it's the perfect amount. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just salty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Super uh-huh. salty. <laughs> Um, in general, what do you look for when you look for snacks? I really like, this all started when I started smoking weed when I was like 14 years old. Okay. But I really love when I can eat just like a thousand of one thing, like popcorn, Cheez-Its, pretzels, like that, that kind of snack of when you're just eating just like so many of them. Something that you can like truly delve into. (laughs) Yes, that's the kind of snack that I want. I do lean more towards like salty, savory snacks than than sweet things. Um, but yeah, just, this is like perfect. Do you have, do you have like a, do you, what, what is, what is like the go-to munchy food that you've like stuck with since you were 14? Cheez-Its for sure. Wow. Great choice. I love Cheez-Its. White cheddar Cheez-Its are so, so delicious. Yeah. I'm a goldfish girl. So I think that you're either a Cheez-Its person or a goldfish person would be I, my guess. Do you like better cheddars? Oh, ever had a better cheddar? Ever had a better cheddar? I feel like that's like the rare, like sort of unheard of, like third to this. Okay. okay. Secret third option. <laughs> yeah. Is better cheddars, and they're round, and their texture is way different. Mm. And they're so delicious. If you can ever find them in the grocery okay. store, just pick a box okay. up. Okay. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, I love a crunchy Rounds. cheese cracker. Okay. <laughs> I like those. Changing the game. It's like a cheese pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing. So so yummy. Um, I also love. Like buttered popcorn. Oh yeah, I, I used to. I used to yes. eat the shit. I love popcorn. I will go to a movie theater just to eat the popcorn. Yeah. Like, I'll like, just go to a movie that I don't care that much about. And actually, I'm one of those people that like loves going to the movies by themselves, which I think is a rare thing. But I love going to the movies by myself. Totally. And I'll go to see a movie that I don't really like. I mean, I have to have some interest. But the best part of it is the popcorn mm-hmm. that I get to eat. We we went to. I forget which theater it was, but they ran out of popcorn. Oh, yeah. like, and Eleanor almost, <laughs> Eleanor almost revolted. <laughs> well, I, think I, I think I would leave. leave. I think I would go somewhere else. How dare you? Popcorn. How do you enjoy a movie? Start putting popcorn into the microwave. I don't know what to tell you, but that is yes. not okay. I have graduated because, you know, living in houses that don't have microwaves. I'm not going to buy a fucking microwave. I don't need one. Sure. Uh, to, like, making stovetop popcorn. Okay. I'm fancy. Um, so that has been... Do you have one like, of the, like, the spinner pots? No, I just <laughs> I just put it in a, in a hot pot with hot oil in the bottom. Just let it rip. Dump a bunch of popcorn in that thing. One of my favorite things I make is cacio y pepe popcorn. Ooh, so hell it's just, like, yes. a ton of Parmesan cheese and, <laughs> and, and black, crab, pepper. black pepper. Black pepper. so good. And calling it cacio y pepe popcorn is just fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yummy. I was reading in some cookbook, it, they basically made like a bagna cotta mm. popcorn. It was oh like, cr- like cr- anchovy bits kind of crusted through the whole thing, parmesan, chili flake, parsley. Oh, it looked so good. Yep. 
good. One of our first guests brought in like a Hawaiian popcorn mix oh, that like yeah. I guess in Hawaii like popcorn's a big gas station food and they like okay. have seasoning packets that you just mix with popcorn and hers was like a furikake and like seaweed kind of thing yeah it was, it was so fucking good awesome. oh that sounds great <laughs> it was so good yeah I definitely I definitely lean toward the salty snacks like this is this is right up this there is really yep. <laughs> good for me and the bugles are like kind of on the sweet side a bit they're, they're you know? right in there right there, there. Yep. it just ugh I could eat this all day. <laughs> yeah. And I went with, for a sweet snack to kind of balance our salt today. Mm, okay. uh, I went with some cantalays, which I bought this morning from Layers Sandwich Company in, uh, in Green Lake. Um, cantalays, I remember, were always kind of the bane of all of our existence at Barmelazine so because they are incredibly <laughs> challenging to make, but yet extremely rewarding. They're the perfect little beeswax-coated pastry and yeah felt like it'd be a fun little barmel callback awesome i think that's really fun and nostalgic for sure and i look perfect i mean is it beeswax that's on the outside of it yeah Mm -hmm. you you line like a copper mold with beeswax and then you pour in this fucking custard but if you don't bake it and like it's super temperamental you open the oven at the wrong point all of it can go wrong yeah terribly wrong yeah (laughs) where they just kind of sink and they're not kind of goopy it was always such a disheartening thing when your yep. when your cantalays didn't didn't turn out that day. And having to be like, Chef, we need to take I'm so sorry. We need to take these off. <laughs> Especially because we only made like eight at a time. So it's like, okay, sorry we're out today. <laughs> they're tough. Good. Yeah, Ellery so Ellery's crushing it over there. They're surprising because they're so hard on the outside and then like on a wet and mushy on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a custard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like custardy on the inside and just like that almost burnt caramelization outside. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Perfect. Yeah, and yeah. Ten seconds further and it's like that kind of burnt flavor. It's mm-hmm. like this is perfectly caramelized. Very, very balanced. Just a delicious little yeah. treat. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Sarah, kind of tell me a little bit about how you, you kind of started with food. What are some of your first like food memories? I've been thinking about this question and asking this question um, at work just to get like just to hear other yeah. other people's perspectives. It's kind of fun. I I I come from like a very middle class like Caucasian family, yeah. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of like I didn't grow up with a lot of like cultural foods. Sure. Um, my dad worked nights and he was the one with like the interest in food, and so I was mostly fed by my mother when I was growing up. Um, with four four kids, so it was mostly like a let's just get like food on the table for you know for cheap kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So we ate like a lot of like bubbly pizza, spaghetti nights, like yeah. white people taco night kind yeah. of thing, yeah. like that so stuff. Good. Yeah, <laughs> so good. sometimes yeah. a white person taco like really hits the spot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of what I ate a lot as as a kid. Um, but probably one of my first like formative food memories I guess was washing up like after dinner and my parents had made like um breaded like chicken chicken thighs or chicken cutlets or something on like a sheet pan and cleaning up after the dinner and my dad being like come like come over here (laughs) like this is the best bit and and picking like the crunchy chicken crispy bits off of the pan (laughs) and like telling it to me like it was some kind of like secret that we were like sharing together 
and so it felt very like close and and cool and I was like in on something kind of fun (laughs) um and I I think that that is kind of an attitude that I've kept with me for for through cooking and working in kitchens is like we're all in on something like really cool and yeah. fun. <laughs> we get to have these just we're like, in the secret club yes, knowing, knowing how the sausage is actually exactly. made knowing yeah. that the best bit of the chicken is the part that's left on the pan and covered in yep. grease <laughs> um, so yeah I think that was like the first uh, memory that I have that really was like whoa like this is fun and yeah. cool <laughs> When you were young, did you ever kind of get in the kitchen at all? Did you ever help your mom make family meal? Never. Never. That's so, I, I know. And I know that that's like probably not what most people say. I mean. But I didn't have, I didn't have much of an interest in it at all. Yeah. Um, and then I got into like my teenage years. And that's when they started to, you know, leave me home alone mm-hmm. to go do whatever they needed to do. And that's when I was like, okay. What's in here? <laughs> I, I very famously, my mom still makes fun of me for having said this to this day, opened up the fridge one day and said, Ugh, all we have is ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how I feel daily. <laughs> she, still, she still clowns me for that. It's so that's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Because now I open my fridge and I'm like, ah, oh, ingredients. ingredients. Like, let's, let's play. Um, but I didn't feel that way at the time, and it, it took me some time of work, like, being, you know, at home and just, like, pulling pulling leftovers out and just playing with things. I also was, like, obsessed with the Food Network. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so I think that that's what, like, really pushed me into being, like, more interested. And just any like, any particular that? shows? Oh, uh, the Barefoot Contessa, man. Oh, yeah. yes. I loved, I loved her. It's like, I was she's like, still the best. She's still so cool, but I was like 12 years old. And like, if it isn't good olive oil, like, what are we even doing? Why are we like, having like so many opinions? You're not like, walking out to your garden to, to get the herbs. <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah. Yes, loved her. I loved all the cooking competition shows. Um, and I Would think, you ever do one? Oh my god, they've asked me so many times. I yeah. bet they've asked you too. <laughs> I've I, I've been asked about Chopped, uh, but said no. Or you know, I, I was I was into it for a minute, but uh, you see the Emma was just on it mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and won. Yes, very very cool. Congratulations Super to them. Crazy. That is so awesome. Um, yeah, they. I've been asked Chopped. I've been asked to do uh, guys grocery games. That would be fun. That, <laughs> that like would be that. fun. What is that? It's the kind of a mix between chopped and like a supermarket sweep. <gasps> Which yeah, I'm into that. You just go like supermarket running sweep. through a, yeah. a set grocery store and have to like go gather things. I just like I turn that one down mostly on the basis because I'm like short and top heavy. And I don't need to be running around anywhere. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to make a fool out of myself no. on national TV just running around this fucking grocery That's store. That's not true. They would be rooting for you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know how these, like, scouts or whatever get, like, our socials, but... So oh, you got it through social, because I got mine through Westward. It was just like a blanket, here's to all sea creatures. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of DMs. They, I remember I they called like art at the table once, and they were like, "Does Sarah? Does a girl named Sarah work there? <laughs> we want her to come on the show. I've never done it at this like at 
earlier I used to be like, that's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> I would never, I could never do that because I just was like taking myself way too seriously. Sure. But now I've realized like, it's you probably really fun. When I thought about it too, I was just kind of like, it's like worst case, it's a good networking, ch- you know, chance. You know, totally. you're going to meet some cool people and do a weird things, Allen. right? Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that whole world is so fascinating. Yeah, totally. But I, yeah, I was obsessed, obsessed with those kinds of shows when I was a teenager and when, and I just watched the shit out of them. <laughs> Was was that a big kind of drive for you into cooking? Yeah, that's uh, partially the reason why um, in high school I ended up taking, I think it was my senior year, um, ended up taking like a cooking class. I needed like an arts class or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do this. This looks like fun. Um, and then we did it and I was like, wow, this all makes like a lot of sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Works for my yes, brain. Yes, kind of. Yes, exactly. I was like, this scratches... Scratches an itch I didn't know that I had, yeah. I think. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and at that point, I really wanted to, to do that and pursue that after I graduated from high school. And that's not what ended up happening. Um, but didn't you go to Seattle Central for a little bit? I did, okay. yeah. Um, I, I went to, attended, and completed the culinary program at Seattle Central. Okay. Nice. Did you uh, enjoy that? I mean, oh, I loved it. I know, a lot of, I know a lot of good people have come out of that program. Totally. Said, like, especially, like... And I, I know, like, they went through a big remodel in, like, 2010 or something that, like, they, like, redid all the kitchens and stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful kitchen. Um, yeah, I... How old was I? I started there when I was 22, so okay. that must have been, like, 2014. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, a little th- kind of three-year, like, thing, maybe two-and-a-half-year yeah. uh, thing, and it was so awesome. It was the coolest experience ever. Oh, yeah. Um, I still am friends with a lot of the people that I went to went to school with, and it just all opened up so many opportunities for me. I was able to get my first job in the city because of going to school there, and yeah. one of my, like, chef instructors recommended oh, yeah. me. Um, I got hired at Tilth when I was still, like, in the middle of school. That's rad. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't, <yeah. laughs> I didn't know anything at all, and I was terrified. Were you hired on as, like, a... Like kind of like an apprentice, or like, or like, what do they call it? Like a, a they long, call it a, a they call stage. it a brunch cook. <laughs> sure, they call it a brunch cook <laughs> is what they call it. They call it a brunch prep shift. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's what I did. Um, I worked brunch there, and I was doing prep shifts after school. Okay. So I was just like working these like very gnarly long days, and then going in and working brunch and feeling like I just had like a fucking brick in my stomach <laughs> walking up to the restaurant just terrified mm. of cooking brunch it was so scary to me at the time you move so fast you have to move <laughs> so so fast and you have to like shout out to every brunch cook out there absolutely honestly. Like, we all hate it for a reason because it's really hard yeah. um and it it was a tough place to cut your teeth I guess <laughs> yeah um but yeah school really fun do do you think that it was i mean i I feel like there's kind of a 50 50 line of like people who think that culinary school is worth it or not you you sounds like you are a proponent for it it oh totally (laughs) um i don't i definitely don't think that it's a necessary way to get where you want to go in the restaurant industry sure um 
you know, especially like with how starved we all are for cooks at this point, like you can get hired <laughs> in a very nice kitchen pretty easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessary, but I'm really happy that I did it. It, you know, going the community school route with it too made it a lot cheaper. Totally. Yeah. Um, so you're not paying out the ass for these totally. like CIA totally kind of, kind of programs and like degree mills. Like, I don't know, what's the other one? Oh, what's that? Yeah, 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 totally. So I'm I'm happy with with what I did. The instructors were awesome. The people who I met were so cool, oh, yeah. and it definitely helped me kind of like springboard into the industry here and work in some really cool places because of it and meet a lot of cool people. Were there any kind of like key lessons that you took from school, like that, like you still hold strong this day to this day? Oh man, don't be a and that's dick. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> That is a great one. I think think don't be a dick is a really good one. I think I definitely had that, like, very young cook, like, chip on my shoulder for a long time. Um, And I definitely had it while I was in school. So I didn't didn't learn that lesson in school. But, like, after graduating, I was like, damn, girl, you need to, like, chill out a little bit. (laughs) But Takes a minute, for sure. Yeah, just, like, that kitchen etiquette etiquette that I've like settled into like now is kind of like a tenured cook of just like there's no need yeah <laughs> to, to be like that you know but yeah well, we're all in this together totally. we need to warm up everybody, everybody else you know chill out a little bit but yeah totally I think that would be my my number one takeaway and just like be friends with everybody talk to as many people as possible yeah. just make connections and I feel like that's what I did there that helped me out so much in the start of my career oh yeah yeah. Um, where are your favorite places to eat? Like, where do where do you like to go when you're when you're looking for a good, just kind of feel good meal? Oh man, uh, local Tide. Hell yeah. I go there a lot. Where is that? Uh, it's over in Fremont oh, okay. on Thirty Sixth, right next to Aslan Brewing. Aslan Brewing, plug. Yeah, <laughs> Aslan Brewing, local Tide, always delicious. Shrimp toast there, I crave it on a regular basis. Yeah, I've, Ooh, I've yeah. never been in, but I've heard like that is the spot. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's a regular, not a regular thing. I shouldn't say that. On occasion, when I drink too much and I'm in <laughs> Fremont and I leave my car there to get an Uber home, I punish myself by walking from my place in Magnolia to go and retrieve my car. And then I reward myself for having walked so far. <laughs> by going to, local tide, going to local Tide and getting the shrimp toast. I feel like it all balances yeah. itself out. <laughs> Do you have any other kind of like go-to hangover foods? Oh. Or any foods that you like go to when you're like feeling sick or just not really feeling it? I... My, my biggest hangover food is McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. it. It's so good. I love it so much. I, I can't get this one into it. But I'm I, a McDonald's lunch guy. For me, like a Big Mac and a McChicken, that clears up a hangover. So good. Also, but yeah, I love the like sausage, egg, Ooh, yeah. McMuffin, and I get hash two hash browns. browns. Yes. I put one hash brown in the sandwich. Yes. So good. And I get one on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love McDonald's breakfast. I actually, recently, um, we did a catering event out on uh, Orcas Island for this like giant wedding. Cool. Um, and I had to caravan a bunch of staff in my car up out there. And we stopped at McDonald's on the way, and I had a car full of five people. We all order our sandwiches, and at the end, I'm like, yeah, and I'll take um, eight hash browns. <laughs> and the, the dead ass, the lady was like, yeah, um, 
I'm going to have to ask a manager. <laughs> and what? I was like, what? That's only three more hash browns than sandwiches yeah. that I ordered. Like, that's not that crazy. Plus, it's like 8 a.m. Like, you should have those, like, locked and loaded. You could ask for 18, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And, and she comes back and she's like, okay, we're going to do those eight hash browns for you. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. And then I go to the window to pay the person and she was like okay can you pull can you pull up into parking lot number one we're still waiting on your eight hash browns <laughs> and i was like you didn't have to say the number back at me like i know how many i ordered i really don't feel like it's that big of a deal oh, and there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of judgment from mcdonald's yeah i'm sorry just like your hash browns god damn next time i'll call ahead did not realize it would be that big of an issue um, yeah. some damn good hash browns. They're, so <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, McDonald's breakfast is a is a good hangover cure yeah. for me. For sure. Um, also love like a like a Loretta's cheeseburger. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's the burger that Kelsey brought. But oh, okay. Hers, yeah, yeah, hers was right. from Starbrows. Yeah, yeah, okay, same yeah. so same good. group. <laughs> yeah, really really tasty. Just oh, yeah. something greasy, gut yep. balmy. That's that's what I want. On the flip side of that, what do you like to drink when you, or what do you like to eat when you're drunk? Oh, anything I can get my hands on. <laughs> anything I can get my hands on, I get the worst drunchies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it all depends on proximity. I used to live, like I said, like I want it like easy and I want it fast. I used yeah. to live right across the street from uh, the Big Mario's over on Leary in Fremont, and I ate so much pizza there <laughs> to the point where I had to be like, enough. <laughs> you, have, you have had enough. You've had your fill for a lifetime of Big Mario slices. I was going to say, didn't you work at Big Mario's for oh, a yeah. little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. During during the pandemic, I uh, kind of, when things just started opening back up, yeah. the bar opened and we kind of went over there. It's just like, a, holy shit, there's a bar open. <laughs> and got... Um, a few too many, and I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if I worked for you guys? And the kitchen manager, Eric, was like, no, not funny. We need somebody. Come in tomorrow. I'll have a W-4 locked and loaded. Like, All let's right. do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just, like, help these people out. They ended up putting me on the schedule, like, five days a week. Of course. Of and course. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> sure. I was not very good at it, to be totally honest. Yeah. It was very hard. Wow. I really thought that I was going to, like, be like, I'm a chef. What's the hardest I part about the, it? The dough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tossing these just, like, huge... Well, especially Big Mario's, like, you got to make them perfectly giant, heaving yes. round. Perfectly giant, <laughs> yeah. perfectly round, perfectly even, all the way across, or you will absolutely just, like, shred them in the oven. Yeah. yeah. And, and nothing worse than getting in the weeds and shredding a, shredding a pizza. Oh, it happens like, so often. I'll get so many more. <laughs> yeah, I was, not, I was not very good at that job. I will be the first to admit that. Here I am saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how, did you, how did you like working there compared to, like, some of the more, uh, you know, quote-unquote, like, fine dining that you're doing now? Like, what, do you, what, what did you kind of learn from each place? I mean, Big Mario's was just, just clean fun. Like, <laughs> it was fun. We kind of just, like, played whatever music that we wanted to. I would get a ton of prep done during the day because... Yeah. 
I knew how and I was fast at it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I got things done pretty quick and then I could just kind of like chill. Um, the customers were awful. So <laughs> there was, it was just like a bunch of drunk people all yeah. the time. But sure. um, that, that was just fun. I did have a moment uh, that was really interesting. I had, I'm not going to name the name of this person, but it was a chef that I used to work for. And he always kind of had like that uh, superiority kind of like I've worked in really nice places, very clean cut, very buttoned up kind of okay. chef. And um, he came in while I was making pizzas, and we kind of like locked eyes with each other. And I had this moment of just like fucking goddamn, like <laughs> I do not want to be in this situation yeah, right now. Totally. Yeah. And he looks me up and down and goes, you know you have flour all over you, right? Rude. Yes. Holy shit. And I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, making pizza. pizza I'm making pizzas Ew, in a, uh, like, divey pizza bar. Like, yes, I understand, but thank like you no. for pointing, <laughs> pointing that out. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's another life lesson and just, like, don't be a dick, yep. man. We're all just trying to make food for people at the <laughs> end totally, of the day. Just yeah. like be, you don't know why I ended up there. Right? I was doing it for fun. It's not like, it's just interesting. And you're just trying to make good food ultimately. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Just trying to do a good job even though I was That's terrible so at it. so annoying. <laughs> yes. I hate chefs like that. After he left, I was just like, ugh, ew. Like, ugh, I'm so glad I do not work for that person anymore. Yeah. But. Do you like do you like the fine dining scene though? Like do you, I mean, I other do. than it, you know, it is really fun and like, it is something like making food like that and like the food that I get to like make at Monoline, for instance, is like food that I'm really proud that I have the technical skill to be able to make oh, and yeah. you know like it's it's really cool and and um, a fun way to flex your skills is is doing stuff like that yeah. and. There's nothing more satisfying than, like, putting a dish together that you're just like, that's it. Like, that's, that's so, so good. Yep. And it's, it's just the best feeling. What? Do you have a favorite on the menu right now? I'm just curious. I just, uh, we just put it on. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> I seriously am. I, we ate it the other day. I fired like, off an extra one. And um, I, it was like, I was like, this is, like, one of the best things I've ever made yeah. in my whole like life, it. I think. <laughs> Just like yeah. those those dishes that like fit the moment and are kind of like exactly what you want to eat at, at that given time and you know it's it's uh, November here in Seattle so it's getting cold and cozy weather starting to settle in so we did these braised um, pork shanks with a bunch of ancho chili and cinnamon and onion and garlic bay leaves black peppercorn uh, braise those off until they were tender and then you know take the braising liquid cook it way down make a jus out of it blend the shit out of it. Dose it with some agave apple cider vinegar. Hell yeah. yeah. That's the sauce. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, made this dope uh, chimichurri with celery root and horseradish and a bunch mm. of Aleppo pepper, lot, like a bunch of oil vinegar. Yum. Top yeah. of the shank with that. Yum. <laughs> so, so yummy. I'm yeah. really I have never really thought about doing horseradish in a chimichurri before. Oh that's my a, God. That's a, that's a good one. Oh I, <laughs> yes. It was a little stroke of just like, oh. Hell yeah. Horseradish. <laughs> Let's do that. Especially with a beef shank, you know, you want pork, some pork shank. Pork shank. Yeah, pork shank. you want something to kind of yeah. cut that 
cut that, that fattiness. Totally, and it's so yummy. You should. I mean, we n- never have time to well. see. Either, but. <laughs> we'll definitely that try to so come in. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm into that. I I, I love slow braised meats this time of year. Oh yeah, I love a good braise, especially during the, the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I ask? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just wondering from like a like like a female perspective. You've been in the industry for a while, almost like a decade. Is that what you were saying? Shoot. Even more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, totally. Do you feel like the industry has changed? I know Michael has talked to me about like his feelings about the industry and the way that people communicate with each other and treat each other, and he thinks it's changed, but I'm just wondering if you feel that way. I think so. I think the shift has been slow. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely, especially after the pandemic, have noticed a sizable shift in the way that people treat each other mm. in restaurants. Like, the hours are still long and shitty and hard, and, like, you're still on your feet for hours and hours a day and you don't get a break, and all of, all of those kinds of interesting things still exist, and we still don't make very much money at all. And, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of things about the industry that I don't like that are still present, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I think that there definitely has been a shift of just this kind of attitude of just like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. We just, we don't do that anymore. We've we've grown up. We've grown out of it. We don't need to be disrespectful to people. Yeah. Like, we need to be considerate of, of other people's feelings and what they're going through and how tough of a job this is. And we're all in this together. And, you know, there's no need to be. I also think that for like so long there was this kind of mentality that like if if your whole life and like worldview wasn't around the kitchen you were working in something was wrong you know like that needed to be your priority whereas now I think greatly through the pandemic people have realized oh yeah no I am the priority the work comes second which is like I guess to some people is not a new concept but for me it definitely was of just kind of like oh yeah you know like I'm I deserve time off. <laughs> you yeah. know, I deserve more than just one day off a week. That That's such a weird concept to think about, but that is true. <laughs> that work-life balance is is so so important, and you you burn out really fast mm-hmm. when you work that hard. And you know, honestly, your food probably isn't that good. Yeah, that <laughs> it'll, it'll suffer for sure when you're exhausted, and it just it's not doesn't need to be that way and yeah. I'm and I'm glad that things are finally starting to and take a shift. And I think too like I can imagine I know for myself when I as a creative person if I'm surrounded by people who are not making me feel good or not making me feel like worthy or that I deserve to be there it's very hard for me to feel creative and to feel like I want to participate and so like <clears throat> hearing people talk about like rest like kitchens and that they're had been a lot of like sort of like talking down to people and making people feel small and a lot of that is changing I think is for the better having never worked in the kitchen <laughs> yeah <laughs> only briefly for sure but re- very recent <clears throat> yeah yeah I think we've kind of like entered our drop your ego at the door mm-hmm. era and Took, took a while. <laughs> took, a, took a long time to get us here, but I think that that's, that's been a really beneficial thing. Yeah. Yes. I can understand why people still would be reluctant to enter this <laughs> this industry, yeah. but yeah, it has gotten a, a definitely a lot more, more positive. And, you know, 
it's still not where it needs to be, but pay overall has increased, and that's great to see. Like I, I love, or it is nice to be as a as a chef knowing that I can kind of support other cooks and give them, you know, somewhat of a living, an actual living wage that they can rely on. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, it's a hard industry for sure. <laughs> it's a tough one. You gotta love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Something that I always think is so funny is just because of how hard we work and how many hours we do that, like, it's pretty often that we eat like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any kind of easy meals that you like to put together when you have one of those, like, oh, I'm just so fucking tired of working all night and now I gotta eat something? <laughs> yeah, I, it is funny. That's probably, like, the number one question that I've been asked over the course of my career is, like, what do you what do you eat at home? Mm-hmm. And they're expecting some, like, sexy answer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Top ramen and peanut butter. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Shin ramen and a fat tablespoon of peanut butter is one of my go-to get home at the end of the service. And I'm just hungry. I needed to eat something. Um, I also like to eat a lot of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat. I eat out a lot, probably more, more <laughs> than I should. Um, very convenient and lucky for me is that the PI is right down the street um, from my restaurant. For those that don't know, it's the, that's the Pacific Inn Pub. Great spot. Really great spot. <laughs> a true, a true Seattle dive. <laughs> yes, a really, really awesome mm-hmm. dive. They're going to be mean to you, and you're going to take it with a smile, <laughs> right. and you're going to get your fish and chips, and you're going to shut the fuck up and have a nice time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely head over there a lot after a long, a long day's work. Yeah. Give me a two piece fish and chips with the garlic parm <laughs> fries and tartar on the side. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, lots of lots of food I probably shouldn't be eating. I also have like a I have like a weird thing for grocery store sushi. I'm saying it quietly. Oh, yeah. oh I don't you <laughs> don't, 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 don't yeah, don't say shout it shout to the rooftops. I, I agree. Our Safeway for whatever reason is like the lone Safeway that doesn't have a sushi bar. Oh, it's very frustrating. Bar. And we will walk in there with the intention of getting sushi for dinner and then remember in the moment that there's no sushi bar. Shoot. I live I live right by a, a Met Mart. Okay. And they have the best sushi yeah. bar I and it's i like i did recently look up like how much raw fish do you have to eat before you should be worried about like mercury <laughs> and it's alarmingly like not very, very much really? yeah. <laughs> so i was like oh. how much is it do you, do you remember i can't recall i'd have to look it up We're again but, up, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know i'll, I'll, I'll find, I'll find out yeah, i'll cross that bridge when i come to it <laughs> yep um, as somebody who like goes out to eat pretty regularly, do you have things that you kind of look for in a menu or a restaurant that like makes you feel like that's the spot? I, yeah, because like I, I get like takeout and I eat out in like that, that kind of like cheap and easy way very often, yeah. but it is sort of rare that I do get to go out to a restaurant where I'm going to like spend some money and have like an experience, um, and so in that way, like, I want to support restaurants in the city, but I also want to make sure that I'm going to have a nice time <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of thing. Um, especially when you have to go wild card and go to places where your friends don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always 
um, kind of hard. But yeah, I kind of look for like you know I love to try new places or places that are getting some like buzz or somebody that's just kind of doing something a little bit different. That's always kind of fun to see. Um, yeah, I love dining. <laughs> I love it so much. I love to live beyond my means. It's so much fun. I had a great uh, meal recently at uh, Walsh and the Carpenter. Oh hell yeah! Totally. Yeah, they they. I mean, they're they're consistent every time. And every single just, time, it's just incredible. Yep. Didn't miss a single dish. I was just like really happy with it. <laughs> Classic. Um, you know, being kind of a, or you've lived here. Almost, you know, been cooking up here for a long time. You're not from Washington, but do you have any kind of like favorite northwest ingredients i love salmon so much salmon i haven't gotten over <laughs> it uh, you think you'd eaten enough yeah. at, <laughs> at a certain point but there is no limit to how much salmon cooked or raw or raw yeah. that i will consume i think it's just <laughs> perfect and delicious are you able to um kind of work with smaller fisheries when you guys bring stuff into the restaurant or are you like where do you where do you usually get your salmon uh, we order a lot of fishing from Northwest Bounty. Okay, yeah. Um, this dude, Will, he's really rad. Super nice dude. Um, sources from a lot of different fisheries and places around town, so we get to get, we get in a lot of cool stuff. We're, we had Black Cod recently, we're running a halibut special now, he brings in these, like, huge, gorgeous, gorgeous halibut, um, sturgeon. Hell yeah. That kind of thing, just lots of fun. I mean, you were... I haven't messed with a sturgeon too. in forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Other than... You know, they're caviar, but... <laughs> yeah, totally. Lots of fun. Working at Monoline, cooking fish, and that kind of thing. It's just a seafood restaurant. I was going to say, too, like, I know that Monoline, you do a lot with, like, small farms. Like, I know you, you, you know, you hang out with Annie from King's Garden. Oh, who, who, who makes our Who makes our way down to us after you. Um, how do you think that that sort of kind of connection with, you know... Or being that tight with, like, farms and stuff has kind of changed the way that you look at food and the way that you create food and... It's, it's such a cool thing. I, I often tell people whenever I get an opportunity to talk about Annie that that is the coolest part of my job <laughs> is when I, when I get to interact with her um, because you just she just shows up on a Friday whenever. <laughs> yeah, sometimes at the worst time. Sometimes at the worst possible time, but she's just the sweetest woman and I will drop whatever I'm doing yeah. to, to, go, to go see what she's got and she parks her truck out. In front of the restaurant and, you know, kind of like frogger across the street and try not to get hit by a car and hop up on there. And she just has this amazing produce. Yeah, Annie's the best. She So she she has a farm out in, in kind of like northeast Washington. Um, but she'll just pull up with a giant van and it's filled with produce. And you just get to pick cases that you want and oh, just cool. walk off. Yeah, same thing. Like, I, I don't always need stuff from her, but I'm like, you know, it's Annie. I want to I want to give her some sort of business. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, do you work with her a lot? Yeah, she shows up after she hangs after she hits Madeline and our restaurants like are pretty close yeah. to, to one another. Um, yeah, it's it's the coolest. And then she'll tell me like what she'll ha- what she's got on deck and like what she's gonna have next week. Yeah. Um, so as far as like changing the way that I like think about putting food on the menu, like there have been times when I've formulated a whole dish around something that I can get from Annie or something that she's got coming up and. She'll be like, oh, well, I'll be having, you know, like right now, she's like, I'll be having green apples and tomatillos. And I'm yeah. like, awesome. I need a new black cod special. Let's do some black cod and a green apple and tomatillo relish, figure out a sauce kind yeah. of thing. And 
just like going with what's in season and what's perfect and it's just been a fun experience kind of like working directly with a farmer yeah, that influences awesome. what's on the menu and it just yeah it, it forces you to really be like you know the truest form of create creative because you have to kind of learn with what's changing you know like it's been scary and cool i mean not cool but it's scary and interesting the last couple of years just watching how like global warming has changed like the seasons of vegetables and like you know annie still had tomatoes you know the last time i saw her and like it's october or november even you yeah. know like it's wild to think about how you have to adapt to what's available because you know that's what you get <laughs> you can't just like okay well i'm gonna you know hope for the best and hope that tomatoes are ready in time and then they're not and they show up late or you know asparagus showed up early this year who knows right <laughs> i mean it's not as much of a flex of creativity if you can just get whatever all of the time yeah you know, it's like <laughs> that level of like scarcity or like exclusivity or you know the weather changing conditions mm-hmm. and it's just like this is what you got right now figure something out yeah it's i think it's an important thing. way to operate too because you know that's how we should be eating we should be eating what's available to us yeah. right so. What's local? What can we? You know, yeah, and, and yeah, just you know, what businesses can we support that are in our area? Because that matters too. <laughs> yeah, right, and like in Washington, we're so lucky that we have such an abundance of awesome things around us. Mm-hmm. Very much Fish, so. vegetables, fruits. You know, like what you name it, we've got it. It's an awesome <laughs> place to cook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything from rainforest to desert, you've got all all the things. <laughs> totally. We're very, very lucky with what's yeah, available yeah. to us up here. Hell yeah. Well, let's let's move into some games. Wanna wanna, right. wanna, wanna play some games? You this, ready? This is the part <laughs> I was nervous for. Yeah, let's play some games. So we we've got three different sections. We've got Fuck Mary Kill, we've got Would You Rathers, and then we're gonna throw you into a zombie apocalypse and see how you do. Okay, shoot. <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> Uh, so this segment's called At the Pass, you know, kind of in tribute to just games that we play as we're shooting the shit at work. Sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, Sarah, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, pizza, kind of regular pasta, and lasagna. Okay, this one is actually pretty... No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Okay, I'm killing lasagna. Oof. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I never liked it as a kid. Really? Okay. My mom would make lasagna, and I'd be like, Ugh, <laughs> "What? What guess. is it? What is it about lasagna?" I don't know. Just, just... I don't know. It's Do you just... like a baked pasta? Is that? The yeah, same? I love. I like a baked ziti. Okay. Like I don't mind a baked pasta for yeah. whatever Something reason. With the layers. Yes, I'll eat it, and I've I've made it for sure. But I just can't get behind a lasagna. I don't know okay. what it is. Um, so I'm killing lasagna. I am going to marry pizza because it's dependable. Yeah, it sure is. It's dependable. And even if you get like a subpar piece of pizza, it's still like pizza. It's it's pizza. But a (laughs) shitty bowl of pasta is really disappointing. That can hurt you. That can really hurt you. Yes, uh, that's that's where I'm going. I think I think I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. killing lasagna definitely hurts my soul, but I think I think I'll get over it. I know I do love lasagna, yeah. but yeah, it's been honestly like a couple of years I, since I've had lasagna. I, as I'm saying it, even though I love it, I don't remember the last time I had it, yeah. so that's saying something. Can I throw one back at you, please? Fuck Mary, kill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> French toast waffles pancakes. 
French toast, waffles, pancakes. That's a good one. I am killing French toast. I am marrying waffles, and I'm fucking pancakes. <laughs> nice. I love French toast. I love wa- like waffles are my love for life. The little dimples, yeah, put, little, put caviar in them, put the syrup in it, put whatever you want in them, everything. Yeah, what would you do? I think that I'm going to fuck French toast. Because yeah, she's slutty. She sure is. And you stuff her with things. <laughs> and French toast is just like that, just like slutty, messy. She's gonna get down. Yeah. She's gonna be very, very fun. <laughs> Fucking French toast. I'll marry waffles. Okay. And I'm gonna kill pancakes. Yeah. I could oh, take or wow. leave a pancake. That's... I would marry pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> I love pancakes. I mean, I don't like a bad pancake. Right. No. But no. I want so a really good, a fluffy yeah. pancake. Yeah. <laughs> Like at a diner when they're like they make them so perfectly yeah. and they're all fluffy, yeah. And I definitely would fuck up French toast. Yeah, yeah. it's the it's I, g- I get that. <laughs> but you love waffles. I do. I love waffles to my core. Yeah. Um, that's good. I, I actually I love the guests kind of bringing a fuck Mary kill yeah. into, the, into the mix too. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck Mary kill, pita, tortilla. Non. Hard. Oh, there's okay. Mm. Also good. Also necessary in my life. Right. Honestly. <laughs> Have you ever slapped a non? Have you ever done that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. It's, it's really hot. hot. <laughs> That shit's hard. Tandoori's are fucked up. They are a really. You guys have one at Ruby, right? They do have a. They do have one at Ruby, and. I remember my first couple non shifts because it's a split non and dish shift, so you're Ooh, okay. because the kitchen's so so tiny. Yeah, and there's only two like cooks working, so like you got like a pantry cook and a hot side cook. No shit, and I didn't realize it was that small. It's so. Have you been? No, you I have haven't. to go. It's it's so so good, but the kitchen is the it's tinier than the Barmelazine kitchen. Oh, wow. It is <laughs> tiny, um, but they have a the dishwasher who is also a cook. Um, has like a shift where you just slap on and do dishes the whole time, which sounds that, easy on paper. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like that kind of sounds like pretty fun, but it's hard. you're going from you're going from hot tandoori <laughs> oven to soapy water. That's gonna be that's yeah. gonna fuck up your hands for it's, sure. It's tough, but yeah, <laughs> no, like it's weird really combo. it's really it, it's a space situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just kind of that's, the way that has to roll. Yeah. Um, I I did get kicked off of the dish or non making one of the shifts because I just could not figure it out. Oh. We're blasting through dough <laughs> and I finally the sous chef at the time was just like, Okay, don't touch any more non. Like you are <laughs> done doing that. To not just, your day yeah, today. I'm gonna do this. Like you go over there. Yeah. <laughs> over there which is like two feet away. Um, well Tandoris are just I mean they're it's a tricky Tricky cooking elements. It is you very, can do a lot tricky. with it, but it's yeah, they're pretty wild. Not not easy. So I, maybe for that reason, I kill non, so that I have like a trauma, like <laughs> trauma attached to it. Uh, tortillas, tortillas. I would marry because you can do so much with yeah. them. And maybe I fuck a pita just because there's a hole in it. I think I might have to kill a pita too. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to marry somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
There's other ways of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck, Mary kill. Ravioli, soup dumpling, or a gyoza? Okay, that's the hardest one yet. <laughs> are they getting harder? Is there harder ones after this? The, the would you rather is everybody tricky, but <laughs> fuck Mary Kill, ravioli, what was the second soup one? dumpling, soup dumpling, or just like a pork, gyoza. just like a pot sticker. Yeah. Oh shoot, shoot, shoot! I'm shoot. I'm gonna marry gyoza. I'm going to. Fuck a ravioli. <laughs> oh, I don't want to kill soup dumplings. This one's really hard. This one's really hard. How about you? I mean, I think I think I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna kill yeah. a soup dumpling. I I feel terrible about it, but like, how can you live it? without ravioli? Yeah, ravioli yes. is, there's so many options. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's hard. That's, that was that's, rough. That's a tricky one. I'm gonna have to take that. I'm gonna pass that around at work next time. <laughs> Okay, uh, the world has been taken over by zombies. It's happened. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here. Uh, you can bring one kitchen tool. You're just going to be really prepared. <laughs> yeah, ready. exactly. Okay. You're, 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 you, you are prepping for the apocalypse. You are setting yourself up for success. <laughs> you are, can bring one kitchen tool that you can both cook with and kill zombies with. Oh <laughs> what do you choose? Oh, easy. <coughs> Carbon steel pan. Okay. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Easy. This is the easiest question I've had so far. I love my carbon steel pan. Lodge, if you're out there. Yeah. Listening. <laughs> Lodge sponsor. Sponsor me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's much a lot the of work though for the killing zombies. Part. Yeah, like just you gotta, you gotta be. Really, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm just yeah. like pan smacking yeah, some right zombies, especially if the pan's already hot. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh man! I don't, the, I don't know that the zombies really care about the heat part of it. Right, they are dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's just their head has to get smushed. Yeah, I could I could smash a zombie head with, yeah. with the pan. That's I I one. love I I love a carbon steel. <laughs> are you bringing something sharp? No, I don't. I mean, I I honestly like first thought was like a rolling pin or something that mm. you could like work with some doughs, but also it's light enough that you can like really like go to town on some zombies. Uh, or, I mean, like, I go for, like, you know, give me, like, a Searzall or, bl- or a propane torch, you know? Like, if I had, if I had access to protein, oh I'm lighting some fuckers on fire, That you makes know? sense. That makes sense. What about you, Eleanor? What, what's your kitchen tool? What's your survival tool? I don't She's know. looking around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Because they have to be a dual purpose. I'd really have to think about that. Because my initial Because a knife was too be... easy. Like, that's, like, yeah. I don't know use a knife. But I want to kill the zombie. I think my... My greater um, like desire in the scenario is the killing zombies, sure. not having a proper kitchen tool. <laughs> so, Proud of me. although I do really like the pan idea, I'm coming around to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I always take one camping yeah. Yeah. with me, and it's just the most. It's pretty much all I cook with. <laughs> I guess in my mind, it would have been a cast iron because they're so heavy. Because you carry it around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Carbon steel. Oh, you're talking about carbon steel. Lighter. Okay, yeah. Lighter. I know, but the the um, thinking of all the aspects here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a small cast iron or a big. <laughs> I like that. I That's like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you are trying to stock up a pantry so that you can survive this apocalypse, and you can keep two spices. What spices do you choose? I 
am going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to bite myself. Some time but is here. salt considered a spice? Mm, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna sure. assume that you have some access to salt. Okay. Limited access to salt. Okay. I think I would go red pepper flakes. Okay. Love those. And coriander. Ooh. Oh. Coriander's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that's what I would do. I could definitely, those two things together or separate. Yeah. So mine would be um, Old Bay seasoning. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I wouldn't need anything else. Just that's one spice and just Old Spice seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> old Bay, yeah. I feel like that's oh, cheating, God, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> no, it's not. And Old Bay, I'm pretty sure, only has like two ingredients sure. that I put salt. So I, that's it. Salt, paprika, celery salt. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like I like that. Um, I oh, coriander is a good choice. See, I, I like I like cumin a lot. I'd probably go with cumin. It's got it, it works in a lot of good places. And I'd probably go with like an espelette or a cayenne, something mm-hmm. that's got a little more heat than just a chili flake. A little but more edge. I do, on I, do it. I do like chili flake as a good as a good option. That's mm-hmm. fun. Okay, so while you are also prepping up your like pantry area, you can keep two canned goods. What canned goods do you take? What canned goods do you keep? And what is the first thing that you make with these two canned goods? Okay, I would have canned cannellini beans. Yes, those are the best. And I might be bending the rules a bit, but some tinned anchovies. That's not bending the rules. It's a canned item. And with my little red pepper flakes, maybe some butter (laughs) if I could get some hands Mm. on it. Delicious. Cannellini beans and butter, anchovies. That's good. Yeah. Yes. That is a great choice. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm... I've lately been going toward like spam. Like spam's a good kind of mm, easy. A lot of people don't like yeah. the spam. And then like, I really love like canned peaches. So I'd want like a canned sweet thing that I could make savory. Like I could do like a ch- charred spam peach glaze thing. You know something? Yes, <laughs> we are on to something here. Totally. Yeah, I, I guess if we all have two items, we really could. Oh yeah, no, we could we, could. we could create a feast. <laughs> Beans, spam, and we can mm. do it all together. Well, that's awesome. You survived the zombie apocalypse. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and now you. and now the real hard questions. The would you rathers. Would you rather give up salt or sugar? Sugar. <laughs> a thousand percent. So I, don't so a, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck I guess, about it at I guess, all. Like, For <laughs> chefs, I mean, that's that. I, I feel like yeah. Get it away from me. Ultimately, <laughs> it's the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, because sugar's really bad for us, and we're all eating yeah, too much sugar. sugar. It is. Sugar, it's sugar. bad for us. But it would be very hard to give up sugar. It would be impossible to give up salt. Yes. It would be <laughs> impossible. What, what can I do? It's like cutting off one of my limbs. Yeah, and you well. can get sugar from different places, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like natural, natural sugar, agave, so, and yeah. maple, and yeah. whatever. If that I is, needed that's it, that's true. Salt, I think yeah. salt is right. But speaking of salt, would you rather <laughs> only eat under seasoned food or over seasoned food for the rest of your life? <sighs> and no, you cannot add seasoning to under seasoned food. You have food. to eat the under seasoned food. I am going to pick under seasoned food, and that's only because I find that like. 
if you eat something that's like too salty, it's inedible. It's yes. ruined. Under seasoned food is still edible. It and you just can, sucks. And you can taste the other flavors. Yeah. Yum. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I would. I would think I'd rather do that because at least I can still eat it. For sure. There's nothing worse than the like feeling of like your entire body drying out from something that's too salty. Well, your mouth is just like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, would you rather have a gluten allergy or a dairy allergy? We talk about this at work all the time, it's actually. A, it's it's a rough one. It's so um, hard. Gluten or dairy. Gluten or dairy. <laughs> gluten or dairy. Fuck. Um... Dairy. No. Gluten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with gluten only because there are some acceptable substitutes for gluten, like for like gluten-free products. Sure. But These never have I ever is. eaten a cashew cheese that I was like, yummy. <laughs> this well, is awesome. Does dairy include like other kinds of like uh, milks, like goat milk and stuff? Just Goat milk, yes. That is dairy. Oat oh. milk? No. Almond milk? No. See, I thought I could get around there. <laughs> no, no. No cheating the system. No. Okay. You are a cheater. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's the way the world works. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I uh, I love gluten. Yeah. Gluten. gluten. I love it. So it's very hard for me. But I also love cheese. I don't know if I can answer it. Yeah. <laughs> I give pass. up dairy. You're just gonna give up dairy. I give up dairy. Wow. I think so. I love bread. I love bread too much. I love bread. I really love bread. I love cheese though. I love cooking with butter. Yeah. yeah. Butter would be the. I could. I could do better without cheese, but cooking without butter would be. That would hurt my soul quite yeah, a bit. It hurts. Replacing with olive oil is never is quite the same. Never. No. Guys, we couldn't have like delicious pastries. <laughs> And like, Did you remember cookies. what I said about sugar? This <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> and pancakes. I know. <laughs> terrible. It would be terrible. <laughs> She's sad. Just really terrible. Also, <laughs> I can't imagine not having delicious cheese. I eat cheese every day. Yeah. So I really, I don't like it. No. You don't have to answer. Okay. That's okay. We'll skip <laughs> I can keep this <laughs> And then lastly, would you rather live in a world without hot dogs or hamburgers? Oh, oh, that is tough too. It's right for me. <laughs> there is such a time and a place where a hot dog is like so necessary. Yep. Yes. Street meat. Costco. After a Costco. Con- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. I love a hot dog so much, but I am going to go with hamburger. I love a good cheeseburger. I love a good yeah. smash burger. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of options that you can do with a burger. I love a burger. Yeah, I feel like that's like a staple food for me. Um, uh, I yeah, I think although I know I love a hot dog, but I burger. I gotta have burgers. Do you think so? Don't you think? I feel like for you, I would expect a. Um, I do love hot I dogs. I expected you to say hot dogs. But I guess I could get my hot dog fill in a way by having like bratwurst or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. that might be I considered cheating. But... No, that's a sausage. That's not a I did say hot dog. I didn't She's say just sausage. trying to find a loophole yeah. on everything. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Hamburgers and brats. Yeah. 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 Sarah, what is your death row meal? This is easy. All right. I've considered it a lot. 
Um, I am going to have an in and out double double. In and out double double. It's not. I, this is this doesn't end there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have an in and out double double animal style fries and a coke. However, this comes after. A dozen oysters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And on the side, a Rainier and a shot of Espolone tequila. That is a good. Uh, <laughs> that is a good last meal. That's how I want to go out of this world. You remind me, what is the animal style fry? Like, what is animal style? It's like the special like fry sauce that they have, and the caramelized onions. It's got a bunch of cheese. It's just like this goopy, gross kind of like, <laughs> if you wait too long to eat it, it kind of like congeals into one large potato-y mass. And delicious. It's just like <laughs> awesome and delicious. And those are all of my favorite things in this world. So I would just like to knock them all Do back. you have a particular oyster? Oh, that's fun. Baywater Sweets. Baywater Sweets. Great choice. Great choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm like, hmm, let me think. (laughs) (laughs) That is a pretty perfect oyster to have. They're perfect. They're a perfect oyster every time. Yep. And our last final question before we get people out of here is, uh, what are you going to eat next? What's for dinner later tonight? Well... I might go to Loretta's and crush a burger on my way home. Uh, see you in the direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be in my cards. Hell yeah. Um, but I'm not really sure. I actually have to have to go work a prep shift oh. uh, for a project I'm working on after this. So cool. we'll see how that ends up. I'll probably end up at the PI because of proximity purposes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll either be at one dive bar or another, it sounds like. I love it. That sounds like the best way to, <laughs> best way to end the day. Totally. Uh, well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what what you got going on? Maybe tell us a little bit about this uh, cool movie project you got happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, super cool connection that I made via the cookbook, which is the project we talked about um, earlier. Uh, his name is Nate Fieldson. He is a uh, filmmaker, kind of creative here in Seattle. He's done a bunch of pop ups and that kind of thing. Um, also, a backup house friend. Cool. Um, reached out to me after buying a copy of the cookbook and was like this is really cool I just want to get together and like talk about this kind of stuff art projecty type things he had mentioned that he wanted to film a short film inside of a restaurant um, but he was struggling to find a location yeah. and I was like you know can't make any promises but I do have a restaurant that is closed for three days or you know a couple days out of the week we might be able to swing something um, so through some finagling and some scheduling, it ended up working out that he uh, could film the the movie at Monoline, um, cool. which has been really, really fucking cool. Yeah, he has so cool. asked me to come along as a culinary producer for the thing. Okay, so yeah. it's kind of like a sh- 15 to 20 minute kind of short story, very loosely based on like uh, the movie Whiplash, if you've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Nate's kind of experiences. But like the kitchen the version? Industry. Yes. That's going to be fucking great. It is very, very cool. Um, I have been tasked with like making all of the food that God. premieres or that um, shows it's up featured, in the, yeah, it's yeah. featured in the, in the film. And that's a whole other that is such a cool different world. beast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it ended up actually like the more I've, been involved with this project I feel like the more of it I've been asked to <laughs> be a part of yeah. so at first it was just like we need you for lending this space and then it was like oh well can you actually cook all this food and I'm like totally that sounds like so much fun and then he was like well how would you feel about like 
acting in it a little <laughs> bit too. I was like, fuck. Well, I've never, I've never done that before, but like, why not? So I do actually yeah. have a very small speaking role. Cool. You're gonna have an IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. film, yeah, it's very, very cool. We're hoping. Um, I actually have a shoot for it tomorrow. We're doing these cool overnights. Um, we have two more shoot dates coming up, and then hopefully we'll have it wrapped up and finished by January so we can submit it for a SIF consideration. So wow, that is so cool. Fingers oh, crossed. Yeah. It all goes to plan, but it's been a very rad thing. How do you like of. that kind of like, I mean, it's a purely creative position. You're just kind of coming up with whatever they want on the, totally. in the movie. And purely <laughs> visual, just based on like what kind of shots and scenes that they need. And, uh, you know, there's a, a scene where it's like an actual dinner service and watching like the choreography of how he's actually going to play this this scene out has been really interesting he has this like diagram of like a bird's eye view of the monoline kitchen and it looks like a like a football play yeah all of these just like lines going different places and mapping us around the kitchen and prepping all of this food that's going to appear in like split second kind of like montage type shots of cooks just like doing these like different preparations of foods and so cool are you using like cooks from monoline um or no uh, it's it's me uh, my friend caleb on michaelowski is helping me out as an assistant on it um and then he has uh jeff from bigfoot longs okay who's also acting in it and in awesome. plays like a supporting role um, and then the two like leads for the movie are two like professional actors. Very cool. So you're like you're like teaching them how to chop things. <laughs> exactly. And... <laughs> um, they awesome. they staged at Spinasse okay. to get some like bearings yeah. on the whole thing, and they've yeah we've been teaching them along the way like how to <laughs> chop stuff and make it look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just it's been a very very interesting project. Cool. Sure. I love that. <laughs> I wonder how long like the turnaround would be. Like, do they want it to be able to be ready this year? I don't think it'll be ready this year. I think um, by the time it is like open for like public viewing, probably like early early next year. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. That I'm not quite sure where the timeline's gonna yeah, be sure. on that. But that's so cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very well. cool. That's coming down the pike. Nice. Um, the, the short film's called Under Chef. Um. So just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Nice. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Yummy snacks. Good friends. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to The Bashful Clan Presents What Are You Eating? Please be sure to like and subscribe, rate and review, all the things that the podcast asks you to do. Please follow us on social media at the.bashful.clam. You can also help support our cause by donating towards a better recording setup and new microphones via Venmo at the Bashful Clam or purchasing a shirt or a hoodie on TeePublic with the store name The Bashful Clam. We also ask that you please send in your feedback. We get the great privilege to interview incredible guests each week, and we want to hear from our listeners. What sort of snacks are you munching on while you listen? What sort of burning questions do you have for our guests? What sort of games would you like to see us play? We want to know what you are eating.